All right, let's see here. Oh, boy. What? Oh, there she goes. Hey, baby girl, you got to be quiet. Nova. Good girl. Good girl. You're a good girl. All right, lay down. Yeah, that's my beastly attack dog, German Shepherd. <laughs> I have to feed her good girl. If she spots any threat, she will go viral. And uh, she'll keep going viral till I give her a snack. <laughs> and I'm like, good girl. Because she wants me to know that the threat is there. And, and isn't that just about what my show's about tonight? I want you to know that the threat is there. So I, I've put this show out. I don't know if I'm being blocked. I don't know if I'm being shadow banned. I know that's been my history. And so I'm going to talk to y'all like everybody's going to see this later, except Valerie, because she's always on here. <laughs> Valerie, you're awesome. I'm glad I bless your life. You, you give me strength. But I want to help you tonight, Valerie, because I'm going to share some things tonight. I'm going to share some things about me and my family that you may not know. I'm going to share some things about my history that explains to you why I know these things. And I'm not boasting about myself. I'm not tooting my horn. I'm trying to tell you that I've been fighting these satanic forces for 20 years. 20 years at a cost to my family, to my life, to my sanity at times. Because, you know, when you read the prophets in the Bible, you read Jeremiah, you read, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. You know why? Because he saw, kind of like Cassandra, Cassandra, the Greek prophetess in, in uh, you know, the, the Greek mythology of Helen of Troy, Cassandra was cursed that she always could prophetically see the future, but her curse was no one would ever listen to her. And so when the Trojans and everybody was going to fight, she kept saying, Troy is going to fall. Everybody's going to burn. And there was such a, a poetic depth to that story that Cassandra knew exactly what was going to happen. And see, Jeremiah was the same way. He was the weeping prophet. And Isaiah, in a sense, was the same way because God told him, I'm going to show you what's going to happen. But here's the deal. Isaiah. Excuse me, I'm just trying to find my levels here. He said, you're going to go out and you're going to preach my word and you're going to tell people what's coming. And Isaiah himself, if you read the first couple chapters of Isaiah, said, for how long, Lord, how long? And God said, until the cities are laid waste, until Israel is desolate. Do you understand that sometimes the word of God comes? See, you get all this false evangelical Western Christianity that they, they don't want to get negative. They don't want to tell you the truth. They don't understand that sometimes when the word of God comes to a person, it comes as a form of judgment. See, when God sent Moses to Pharaoh, he told Moses that I raised Pharaoh up for this purpose. 
And as you see the interplay between Moses and Pharaoh, you see it says Moses hardened Pharaoh's heart. God, you know, hardened Pharaoh's heart. And then people say, oh, well, yeah. Hello, Lynette. Lynette's always here as well. Thank you, Lynette, for joining me this evening. At least I have two people I know that are listening. And I know a lot of people are going to listen to this podcast. And and I'm going to promote the heck out of this because you need to hear this, people. You need to hear this. I've challenged people to come on and debate me. And I'm going to say this publicly. I will challenge any scholar, any politician, any biblical scholar, anyone that debates or says that what I am telling you is Russian propaganda, I will debate you online, live, within 24-hour notice, okay? I will destroy your Antichrist lies if you try to say what I'm telling you is Russian propaganda. But let's go back to Pharaoh. So God says, I raised Pharaoh up for this purpose. And then you get the Calvinist, and they come in, and they say, oh, see... God hardened Pharaoh's heart, but but they forget the mechanism. The mechanism by which God hardened Pharaoh's heart was by the word of God. So when God came and said, thus says the Lord, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Because a lot of you don't want to hear, thus says the Lord. I've had a rough day and I've had a rough week because of what I see going on. And and that's why I want to share a little bit about me. You know, I, I get a lot of downloads on this podcast from people all over the world, but you don't know who I am. I mean, you can Google me, you can try to search me, you can find some information, but I tell you what, I have blood ties to your crane. My grandmother spent five years in Dachau in a concentration camp. Okay. I know some history on what's going on. Does this make me an authority? It does not. But the things I'm about to show you is not to demonstrate that I'm an authority. It's to stir your own ability to go out and research these things. Hey, Lori, glad to see you. Lori Fortin. I tell you what, I love Lori with my whole heart. When the, when the state sponsored child traffickers stole my children and my wife and I were in DC and we were sleeping in front of the white house. We were sleeping in front of the, the, the Supreme court. She laid her, her life and her money and her time on the line to make sure that we were taken care of. And I will be forever grateful to Lori Fortin. And, and she has been through some tremendous suffering. And, and I pray for you, Lori. And, and we love you. So, over the past few days, everyone's going crazy about Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. The, the one thing that is beautiful to me right now is that so many people are awake because of the COVIDians, the most dangerous cult in the world, that they're not buying the propaganda. They ain't drinking the Kool-Aid. They're going out and any claim that's made, they're researching and they're finding a massive propaganda campaign of lies, of fake videos, of old pictures, 
of every technique the New World Order and these Antichrist Satanists have used since 9-11 and previous. You want to go back to Oklahoma City. You want to go back to other Masonic attacks, you know, the, the War of 1812, the the French Revolution, like the, they're playing every card right now. And that's why I believe this show is the most important. I don't know how long I'm going to go tonight because I want to leave knowing that I have told you everything that I know to warn you. Like even my wife, she called me about an hour ago and she said, going on your show, you're talking about Ukraine. That makes me nervous. And she straight up told me, and, and let me tell you, this is not drama, people. She's known what I've been through. She's known the forces that we have fought in our own life and the people that have come in and tried to destroy us as we have fought these forces. And she said, they're going to kill you, Raymond. And I said, maybe. I said, but this time I'm telling you, I am not a man that's going to go down putting my head in the sand. And I don't care if it's about state-sponsored child traffickers. I don't care if it's about war. I don't care if it's about anything this antichrist system is going to do. I told her, I said, babe, I love you. I love my children. I don't want to jeopardize my family, but I'm going to speak the truth on the street corners, on the rooftops, in the digital realm until it all comes down. And if they come and take me or they try to take me out, I said, praise God. You know, when Seth Rich was murdered by the Clintons, we were two blocks away. We were two blocks away fighting state-sponsored child traffickers sleeping in front of the White House when Seth Rich was murdered by the Clintons. We had people try to pull us out of that area saying someone just got murdered. And we were fighting the same group of people. We had just left the Democratic National Convention not too long previous, or maybe that was after, but we were in a, a massive protest, like before Black Lives Ladder, you know, Black Lives Matter got exposed for the Marxist organization they were. There was a massive protest in DC the night that that Seth Rich was murdered, right? And and we we saw them marching down Pennsylvania Avenue and we joined in. I still got the video. So if you want to call me a liar, I'll send it to you. And the Capitol Police tried to try to block off the Capitol, right? And I had people texting me and they're saying, people are getting shot. People are getting shot. You and your wife need to get out of there. And I was like, nobody's getting shot. What are you people? That's propaganda. I don't know what you guys are talking about, right? So we're marching. And I watched Black Lives Matter push through the Capitol Police. And there were tens of thousands of people to where Congress had to come out of the Capitol to try to quell everybody. I seen people had police flee and they were praying over police cars. See, this was before Black Lives Matter was hijacked. This is the same night that Seth Rich was murdered. I can show you this video. Because I was on the front line, right? Filming it. Yeah, I remember those those hunger strikes too, Lena. But I kept thinking this is the perfect place for somebody to kill me. There's so many people, someone could walk up and shank me and nobody would ever know. See, I've already lived in this fear. And I already understand that by telling the truth in a world that is given over to deceit, you are putting yourself in danger, right? 
But see, that same night, in Phoenix, Arizona, a bunch of police officers were killed by a man. So what happened that night in D.C., including what happened to Seth Rich, just vanished into thin air, right? So I've been fighting these devils for a very long time. I've been fighting these devils since George Bush and his skull and bones globalist cronies invaded Iraq and Afghanistan in my evangelical Christian community, my evangelical Christian college in Denver, Colorado supported the wars and and where I came into classes with shirts that said real Christians don't support war. And I walked, I physically walked across this country to protest not only the 9-11 cover-up, but the Christian support of the war in Iraq. And I got spit on and I had the FBI attack us and I had our lives threatened and our children threatened. Like y'all don't scare me because here's the deal. What's coming people is going to test everything that every one of us are spiritually. Because this push we're seeing in Ukraine is a caps it's a capstone on top of the covidian deception that they realize they're losing the narrative they realize that people are hungry for freedom they realize that people are waking up to the fact that their kids are being trafficked that people like the department of children and family services are actually using title 4 federal funding to traffic children that that there's huge pedophile rings all over the world by politicians to where the heads of those rings can be arrested and in a high security federal prison be executed. And that's, that's not a movie. It's like everybody looks at it like it's a movie. That is the craziest thing you've probably ever seen in your life that a man who flew politicians and people like Bill Gates, who claimed he got marriage advice from a Mossad and intelligence network connected man to rape children on an island and he gets murdered in federal custody. That's the level of evil we're facing in the world today. But see, we've been so hardened We've been so hardened because this evil has been going on for so long that it's just another meme. Epstein didn't kill himself. Ha ha ha. When in reality, that should terrify us. The amount of power these Satanists have in our governments. And so after two years of them lying, two years of them killing American citizens with the biological weapon released from China, two years of talking Americans into poisoning themselves and committing themselves to be uh, non-compliant participants in an experiment without informed consent through massive censorship, through an overthrow of a political election And you think you can believe them about Ukraine. You think you can believe what you're seeing on the news. And again, I tell you, my heart 
over the past few weeks, I went to church today with Ukrainians, with Russians. I had friends contact me from Ukraine that had to flee across the border and let us know that they were safe. They sat on a borderline for 22 hours trying to get out of the country. I know what's going on over there. My family is from Ukraine. But this is an escalation, and that is what people are not seeing. So I'm going to say this one more time before I start getting into the facts. I'm going to spread this podcast on every propaganda site, on every fake meme, on every picture of Zelensky out on the front line that's absolute propaganda from like two years ago, and I'm going to seed it everywhere because this is a warning. It's not World War III we're about to be faced with. It is an escalation of satanic forces that have already been perverting, killing, stealing, destroying, lying beyond all measure and understanding. And they know that it's all or nothing right now. They will either succeed Or they will fail and they will be tried in a court of law and they will be hung by their necks or executed at a firing squad because the crimes that they are committing are Nazi level crimes against humanity that when people really grasp it, every single one of them and their families will be destroyed forever. And they have been building up to this for decades and decades And they put all their chips in at COVID and they failed because they underestimated the spirit of you and your family and the people all over the world that love freedom more than slavery. And they don't know what to do. So they've shifted to war. And it breaks my heart when I see people that I respect. It broke my heart when I see people that I have fought side by side with against people that are kidnapping and trafficking children put on masks and vaccinate themselves and and tell me the that I'm a conspiracy theorist and the government has their best interest in mind and I was like where the hell have you been over the past few years have you not seen families destroyed have you not seen kids raped and murdered at the hands of government officials and this ain't conspiracy theory Anybody questions what I'm saying and the people that are here right now that are commenting on this, they know what I'm talking about. And all of a sudden you you believe that these same government officials are telling you the truth, that they have your best interest in mind. You've watched them lie in court. You've watched them force medicate moms and tell them they'll never get their kids back unless they they take more than two milligrams a day of benzodiazepines that make them crazy and then end up getting them a psyche valve and telling the courts they're crazy and then selling their kids off for Title IV federal funding. And all of a sudden, those same government officials, you say, know what they're talking about. And that broke my heart. And, And here we are again. Here we are again. So I'm going to give you a little bit of history about Russia and Ukraine. And and, and I want to tell y'all, I've been fighting these people for 20 years. 
And the one thing that gives me hope is when I was fighting them over 9-11, over Oklahoma City bombing, over all the propaganda and the Clinton crime cartel way back, way back. And I was being threatened by police and told that I was going to be murdered and my family was going to be murdered and people were actually being murdered. That I've never seen such an awake public. Because it was mostly the public doing that to us. But then we would sit down and educate them. We would show them evidence and I would watch people break. I'd watch them just weep and say, we don't know what to do now. And I'd tell them, I know. And now I'm at a position where my own kids come. It's so funny. I had my 18-year-old come up to me the other day and he said, dad, 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 I got to share something with you. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, he was like, do you think 9-11 was an inside job? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, son, I did a documentary on it. <laughs> he was like, what? I was like, yeah, here's the link. <laughs> I was like, it's so funny. But see, I could say that now and not have my life threatened. Most people understand that we were deceived about 9-11. We were deceived about the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. That We have been deceived by the Clinton and the Bush and the Biden crime family and Obama for, for decades, right? But see, when we were out fighting this, we were scared. I did a Freedom of Information Act uh, on my FBI files because I had FBI agents not only follow us and threaten me, um, but erase data we have, mess up electronic equipment. They did scary things. And so again, when my wife called me earlier, I said, listen, babe, I love you. I love my family. And I know that you just have my best interest in mind. But I will never stop speaking the truth as loud as I can for as long as I can because I still have a hope deep down inside that we can turn this around. Because I look at history and I look at all the other tyrannies and I look at all the other Hitlers and communist rulers and people that have been overthrown. And at every point in time, you don't think in World War II people didn't think it was the end? That the Antichrist system wasn't there and that, that it was over. You lived in London during that time where you lived for years being bombed. No type of normal life. We don't even understand that now. My my Ukrainian grandma that spent five years in Dachau when the war in Iraq and Afghanistan happened in her thick accent, Russian accent. She never called herself Ukrainian. She's from Kiev. She called herself Russian. She said, oh, Raymond, she said, Americans are so weak, so weak. She said, they can't even go without powder for a few days. How will they, how will they suffer war? How will they suffer the war? She was so troubled because she was like, Americans have a lot of opinions, but they don't know what it's like to sit in a slave labor camp watching people starve to death, be murdered and die for five years like she did, right? We have so many opinions about freedom, but we've yet been tested as a country as a whole. We, ha we haven't had war in our borders. We have, you know, since the Civil War, we've all lived relatively in peace. There's been a lot of political turmoil, but we haven't had our neighbors shooting at us. We haven't had like Bosnia. When I went to Bosnia, when I was in the military, 
And, and if you walk down the street, there were snipers being brought in from other countries and they got paid higher dollars if they shot a child or a woman in the head. See, we don't understand that kind of suffering. But because of our ignorance and our arrogance and our continual jumping on the bandwagon of evil, rather than being a people that are diligent for liberty and truth and justice and and rightness, we are going to suffer through some stuff. It's coming. And that's what I told my wife tonight. I said, babe, if they're going to come get me, they're going to come get me. It may be 10 years from now, but I already got a lengthy catalog of pissing them off, right? I bullhorned the Justice Department under Obama. I went on a hunger strike on the Kansas Capitol. I exposed and defeated state-sponsored child traffickers. I've done podcasts over and over. I walked across this country to expose 9-11. When that list comes out of people they need to take out, I'm already up there. See, but the only reason I'm not in prison or jail like other people, like Stuart Rhodes of of a great organization of Oath Keepers that's almost facing treason charges, is because I have stood in Christ. And when confronted with this evil, I have prayed continually for him to guide me. And we've dodged a lot of bullets. We've caught people planning listening devices in our vehicles. We've had people infiltrate our crowd of friends and get into our electronic devices and delete evidence. All right, we've been there. Okay, this is all going to freak you out. But if you go watch this, okay, this just happened to me like a month ago. All right, and and I I literally fell out of my chair and I called my wife when I was fighting the state-sponsored child traffickers. There, there was a girl named Ashley Webster that tried to set me up. And I always knew she was trying to set me up. See, you you criminals in the government, you have a smell about you. You're dishonest. And that dishonesty to anyone that really is paying attention, it just kind of comes off you like an odor. And, and so I always kept my distance from her. But she tried to pull the trigger. She tried to get me in trouble. Jennifer Wynn can testify to this. There's other people in my life who know who she is. You can look up Ashley Webster. I still have emails from her. So I'm watching the Tiger King 2, <laughs> the documentary. My wife's like, ah, check this out. This is crazy. And it was crazy, right? The feds were all over these people. And who do I see in the second season in Tiger King 2? Ashley Webster, the woman that tried to set me up is the woman that initiated the investigation that sent Joe Exotic to prison for 20 years. Okay, I know these people. They've tried to destroy my family. Go watch it. She has an interview in it. I prove these claims to y'all. These people are evil. And now is the time to fight. I just blew my mind though. I called my wife up and I was like, oh my God. I, I was like, you watched this first. Did you not recognize this girl? And she's like, no, that's not the same girl. I was like, babe, that's the same girl. I got her emails. I got her pictures. So at the same time she was trying to set me up, she was setting up Joe Exotic, but he got sent to prison for 20 years for a 
murder for hire that a lot of people are saying never really happened. I believe they tried to do the same thing to my family because we are fighting people that were trafficking kids in the Department of Children and Family Services. So, so I'm saying all that because I want you to listen tonight. And I want to share a scripture real quick that the Lord gave me earlier. It's what I shared to my wife. And I said, "Hun, I've never believed this to this level. I've never felt this in my bones like I feel it now. But it's coming. It's coming. So let me go over here. I'm going to go over to Isaiah 2 real quick. And then we're going to talk about Ukraine. And I still leave it open. I'm checking comments. If there are any of you that believe I am spreading Russian propaganda. If there are any of you that are saying what I'm saying is a lie. I will debate you publicly and I will prove that you are wrong. My grandmother, Alexandria Ivanova, is from Kiev. We still have family there. In World War II, her father was killed by the communist Bolsheviks. And then she was taken prisoner by the Nazis when she was 12 years old and spent five years in a slave labor camp in Dachau until it was liberated and she was sent to a displaced persons camp where my grandfather, who was a World War II soldier, met her and fell in love with this beautiful Russian woman. Nobody ever said she was Ukrainian. She's Russian. And uh, brought her to the United States of America. I may, may not have ever existed if the Nazis would have succeeded in killing her. The Bolsheviks would have succeeded in killing her. And so Ukraine and Russia and these things have been something that's been in the forefront of my life and my mind and my understanding for a large majority of my life. And as I told you, we have friends and people we know that are there. I have family that are there. I worship in church today. We had wine with Ukrainians and Russians who know the truth. See, they don't buy all this Western propaganda because they live there, right? I'm an Orthodox Christian. Ukraine is an Orthodox Christian country because it is part of Holy Russia and always has been. And Russia has been an Orthodox Christian country for a thousand years until the communist revolution. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I want to show you this. I want to show you some things that even when I was growing up in America, I did not understand, right? I grew up in the, the great Russian scare era. I, I seen a meme on uh, Facebook earlier, and it was like, oh, if all you people are scared and all you younger generations scared about uh, World War III, just go grab a Gen Xer because we were preparing for nuclear war while we were sitting there eating Pop-Tarts out of the foil cold, you know, with our parents at work. You know, we we're the latchkey generation. We're the generation of Wolverines, right? Russia's going to invade America and we're going to fight them off. A bunch of high school kids with, with AK-47. We're going to kill these Russians. We grew up with that nonsense. 
And I believed that Russians were just evil communists. Bring down that wall, you know. West Germany, communism, evil. I did not know. Because like many Americans, I was an ignorant Western American that really didn't study history. That Holy Russia was a Christian empire for a thousand years. That their evil communist days were a 20th century phenomenon. And prior to that, they were a mighty Christian nation. And that there's an amazing revival happening in Russia today. We're going to talk about that. That may piss some of you off. Excuse my language. Some of you may be sitting here thinking, you know, what he's talking, what is this crazy stuff he's talking? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. This might be like a two hour show right now. Because I want to reframe your mind. My last name is Schwab. It's German. No relation to Klaus Schwab, the Antichrist. German trying to take over the world. I find it interesting. But again, my bloodline is Ivanova. And what really messes me up, my, my mom's side is Canadian. I still got family in Ontario. I used to go to Canada every summer. And uh, so with all that going on in Canada, man, I got like freedom fighter all in my blood. And then on top of that, her bloodline is Scottish, the Dells. So I got Scottish, the Dells, you know, William Wallace, oh, freedom. And then we got the Canadian blood in us. And then I got the Russian blood. And then... I got the German Jewish blood. It's just all in me. And then I'm an American. And so every fiber of my being is freedom, is death to tyranny, is to fight against all that would enslave men and women and children and people. May that be your heart. All right, Isaiah 2, let's go over there. Sorry, guys. I'm fired up, man. I'm so tired today. Uh, we were at church crying today, talking to people, getting messages from Calvin and Ukraine, how they're safe. You know, it was funny because I met Calvin years ago and, and he told me the reason he went to Ukraine is because he was fighting the family court system in America. And he said, listen, Raymond, at least in Ukraine, everybody's corrupt and they know it. So you just got to know who to bribe. See, here in America, they're corrupt, but they lie about it. He said, in Ukraine, everybody knows everybody's corrupt. So you got enough money, you don't have to mess with the judicial garbage you have to mess here. And that's a sad reality. And that's why he lived in Ukraine. But now he's fleeing Ukraine for the same reason. Isaiah 2. This is what came out of my heart today. And it's talking about in verse 3, and many people shall... Go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. It's talking about last day things and about people forsaking God, right? And the Jews forsaking God and turning to idols and men bowing to idols. But then in verse 10, and this struck me today, and this is what I told my wife. I said, they're going to flee from the face of the Lord. That we're entering a time, the great reset crime cartel, they're not they're not gonna give up. They're not gonna surrender. 
there are people at a, at a level of evil that you people who are good people cannot understand. You cannot understand torturing, murdering, trafficking human beings so you can have a yacht. Like you're not on that level. And that's a good thing. And you don't even think that people can be that way, but they are. Especially with this crowd. They will kill millions of you and not even lose any sleep because they think you're worthless anyways. They think you're vermin. They think you're scum. They put it in their movies that humanity is a virus. Why? Because they serve Satan. And Satan hates God because you're made in the image of God. And so Satan hates man and wants to destroy you and they serve him. Verse 10, enter into the rock and hide thee in the dust. This is to you wicked idolaters servants of the Great Reset Crime Cartel, Clintons, Bushes, Bohemia Grove, Masons, those who think you're going to bring the kingdom of Antichrist onto this planet, you will fail and you are already defeated. Enter into the rock, that rock is Christ, and hide thee in the dust for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. The lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. For the day of the Lord of hosts, hosts in the King James, it means the day of the Lord of armies shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty. This is a day where he's going to crush the wicked and exalt the humble for the day of the Lord of hosts, verse 12 shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up and he shall be brought low and upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up and upon the oaks of Bashan and upon all the high mountains and upon all the hills that are lifted up and upon every high tower, and upon every fenced wall, and upon all the ships of Tarshish, and upon all the pleasant pictures, and the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day, and the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go all these rich billionaires, all these, you know, I, I live right by NORAD. I literally, I, I could tell you things where I live, where we have seen craft come out of rocks in the mountain. There's a tunnel system all around my house in the area where I live that applies to this scripture. And I'm not being a conspiracy there. I literally live by NORAD. It's a mile underground, but the tunnel system, Cheyenne Mountains, extensive. And I live in the mountains outside. And it says, They shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake terribly the earth the earth is going to be shook terribly people in that day 
man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they have made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats. They're going to throw it out. They're going to know they're done. They're going to try to fake it till they make it and it will be over. To go into the clefts of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for the fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he ariseth to shake terribly the earth. Cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils for wherein is he to be accounted of. And what what that says in English is he says stop trusting in man whose breath is in his nostrils because he can't help you. It's only going to get more challenging, people. There's a reason these Satanists are telling you this is the new normal. What they're saying is what you used to exist in and live in, we will not let you ever again. We are taking that from you. Get that in your mind. They are taking that future from your children. They are taking that future from your families. They are telling you, we will rule you. You will be our slaves. You'll put mask on when we tell you to. You will poison yourselves when we demand you do it. You will crawl. You will go to war. You will give up your riches. You will give up your children. And this is the new normal. Because they're proud. They believe they're going to win. You ain't going to win. I'm going to tell you this right now. If this causes any trembling in any of you, and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, do not tremble. They are already defeated. Oh, sorry. I was on my Facebook real quick. There's some of my research. Ukraine is a CIA invention. Ooh, let's talk about that. All right. Let's get into Ukraine here. I'm fired up, man. I hate to see the deception and the death and the destruction that these people are causing. All right, let's see here. What the heck is going on? Where are my scene transitions? Hold on. Oh, they're automatic now. That's weird. All right, something changed on my computer, but that's all right. I did an update beforehand. So hopefully, uh, and I ask you guys, if you're listening to this and you're tracking and you're paying attention, um, Lena, I just want to, I want to say something real quick. Then just please share this podcast when we're done tonight. But You say the Canadians just inspired our U.S. trucker convoy. Be careful of that. I'm going to support any action of liberty, but understand that the military-industrial complex is going to do everything they can to demonize any action of freedom, okay? The people that supported the Canadian trucker convoy are getting their bank accounts liquidated. They're getting police showing up at their door. And I'm not saying that's why we shouldn't support it. I'm saying we need to follow through to the end. Okay. This is not going to end without a fight, people. 
And I'm not advocating violence. I'm going to say that right now. I'm not advocating the taking up of arms. I'm not advocating the violent overthrow of government. But these people are so embedded, it is going to end up in a fight or we are going to perish. And that's just the facts. So once this trucker convoy gets to D.C., they're going to spin it like January 6th. They're going to put in some false flag terrorists and some bad things are going to happen. And at some point in time, America and Canada and everybody else is going to decide that they're tired of being called racist. They're tired of being called terrorists. And they're actually going to take back their government. But see, here's where my my heart is, is that I feel that we're at a place where, where we're not capable of doing that. See, the founding fathers believed in Jesus Christ. They believed in the Bible. They unified the country through a Christian ideology and the idea of created rights. We are a country of atheists. We are a country that, that, that can't even tell the So evil's winning on that front, guys. Because we still allow any insane opinion to take the platform in, in, in the idea of free speech, right? But I tell you what, in early America, there would never be a Satanist club for children ever. Those people would have been destroyed. That is not the type of free speech this country is talking about. They used to throw people in jail for blaspheming Jesus in public. Look it up. There's case law. But you want to tell me that the founding fathers believed that Satan clubs for little children is, is what the Constitution protected? That's, I can't say it. <laughs> I want to curse. But that, it's a lie. We have to get back to our roots. We have to get back to the fundamental idea of what freedom and liberty is based out of, which is you are a created being made in the image of God. And because of that, you are created with inalienable rights. But that doesn't mean you just get them. That means if you fight to keep them and you destroy your enemy doing it, you are just. They are wrong. But it doesn't mean you're not going to have to fight. It doesn't mean you're not going to have to get dirty. It means that you're on the side of right and truth and justice. And how that fight comes is going to be between you and your conscience and God. I don't believe in violent revolution. I do believe if you have to use force to stop evildoers, you do it. I believe protesters have every right to use the same amount of violence against the government that's being used against them. They start shooting at protesters. If protesters start shooting back, they're just. And that may freak people out, me saying that. Probably going to freak out my wife if she's watching this right now. But that is constitutional fact. It's a constitutional understanding. That's why Benjamin Franklin said the tree of liberty has to be refreshed with the blood of patriots and tyrants from time to time. From time to time, the government has to be reminded that people are willing to die for freedom. 
Not 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 die for freedom over in Ukraine or in Iraq or Afghanistan, that they're willing to die for freedom right here in the United States of America, and they will not allow a tyranny to take root in this country. That's what the founding fathers meant. Now, I don't believe personally, FBI and anyone else listening that's going to spin this, that that will have an a long-term effect. I believe that can, Canadian activists, I love the guy, I forget his name, that, that we need mass non-compliance, whatever that takes. If we all need to go to D.C. and sit there and let them beat us and club us and shoot us in the, in the sight of the world like Gandhi did, like Martin Luther King did, that we refuse to, to do violence with violence, but we also refuse to participate in their lies and, and we, we disobey and we shut down their system. It takes a greater amount of suffering, but ultimately that will win greater than taking up arms. But either way, I'm telling you, whether we go and we do mass non-compliance, we end up getting beat and shot and murdered and imprisoned, or we end up taking up arms as a country against a tyrannical government, nothing is going to change in this country until people realize it's to a point that, that we're going to suffer in that way. That they're going to keep taking and taking because they're getting away with it. And no... Tr- the truckers didn't win anything in Canada. They got beat up, arrested, their trucks towed, and their bank accounts frozen. What did they win? And until people are willing to go back to Canada and replace those trucks and replace those spots and go to jail with those people, we will not win. And so I have no confidence in this DC convoy unless people are willing to give up Everything for freedom. Everything. Sorry about that. This podcast is so going to get me arrested. (laughs) So going to get me arrested. But I don't care because it's the truth. I'm not saying, Lena, I'm against them. I'm saying America... We have to show them what the new normal is. And it's that we are going to resist you. We're going to make sure people like Biden and Clinton's end up in jail and imprisoned or maybe tried under Nuremberg and the appropriate criminal penalty applied like they did to the Nazis publicly and for the whole world to see. And until that happens, we will not win. Until people are willing to fight at that level, we will not win. So let's look at the history. First, I want to show you something here, all right? I go to DuckDuckGo. It's really interesting because I try to go on Google and uh, it's so much propaganda. You can't even get... I mean, I remember a time when Google, you could find the most absurd, bizarre links. I mean, they truly were open source and about freedom. They they truly were. 
right? You you could go down rabbit holes for days. Now everything is propaganda from the top down. It's all leftist. It's all Satanist. It's everything that these governments want you to believe. Fortunately, you can go on places like DuckDuckGo or Wayback Machine or, or, or other. You have to do a little more work, but you can find the truth. I'm going to go to Wikipedia and Wikipedia, they're not even that reliable. But when it comes to the Russian Orthodox Church, so let's look at that first, right? Let's read this together. The history of the Russian Orthodox Church. Why is this important? Okay, because you have to understand that Ukraine didn't even exist until 1991. Get that through your head. Ukraine did not even exist until 1991 as a country. And if you look back through history, it was always part of Russia. Ukraine was formed by Western powers to include this country at the collapse of the Soviet Union in order to attack Russia. It was formed by globalist CIA, Skull and Bones, Bohemian Grove, Satanist New World Order, Great Reset, Klaus Schwab Cartel, originally to fight communism. Now they're utilizing it because Putin betrayed them. Putin demolished the communists in Russia and and allowed the Ukraine or, or the Russian church to flourish. So let's look at Wikipedia. Right in the beginning, it says the Russian Orthodox Church is traditionally said to be have been founded by Andrew the Apostle. This is an apostolic church. Andrew went to the people of Rus. That's what they were called, right? He thought to have visited Scythia and Greek colonies along the northern coast of the Black Sea. According to one of the legends, St. Andrew reached the future location of Kiev. Kiev has always been primary not only to the salvation of the Russian people and the holy Russian Christian empire that lasted for a thousand years, but it was never called Ukraine. Kiev and foretold the foundation of a great Christian city. The spot where he reportedly erected a cross is now marked at St. Andrew's Cathedral. That's what you see right there. So let's look at this history. Now, mind you, the reason I'm taking you to bias or Wikipedia is a bunch of leftist garbage. So if they're saying this, just know the truth is even more on the side of Russia because they haven't they haven't put their propaganda in here yet, right? They're, they're trying to put fact, but they haven't deleted this part yet. So Christianization of Russ. You, you, you may have never heard of this. I never heard of this, and I'm Russian, okay? All I knew is my grandma was kidnapped from Russia and held by the Germans for many years and that Russia was Soviets and they were evil. And as the Wolverines, when they came and invaded us in high school, we were going to kick their ass, right? But they were evil. They were communists and they were, but not till the 20th century. Christianization of Russ. Orthodox Christian Constantinople. Let me tell you something about Christianity. Christianity in the beginning. And, and I'm just asking, everybody stay with me right now. All right. Even if you don't agree with Christianity, even if you don't understand 100% what I'm saying, just try to track with me, please. Okay. 
What you see in Western America, the majority that anyone in, in, in America and in the Western countries understand to be Christianity is not. It's not. It's part of the great apostasy. See, for a thousand years, and then with Russia for a thousand years after, there were five main patriarchal centers of Christianity. Jerusalem was one. Antioch was one. Alexandria was one, Rome was one, and Constantinople was one. It was known as the five patriarchies. They were the center of Christian worship for a thousand years. There was no Baptists, there were no Evangelicals, there were no Lutherans, there were no Protestants. Everybody, they would say they were all Catholic, but but everybody understands Catholic to be like Roman Catholic. No, and that's where you're going to get this part of the story, right? So in that first thousand years, they had five really big debates throughout the church. They had five what were known as eucumenical councils that solidified the dogma of the Christian faith. And near the end, Rome got big for its britches, right? Decided that the Pope was going to rule all the other patriarchies. And some of you that are Roman Catholics, you may disagree with me. We could talk about that later. Let me just explain this from an Orthodox perspective because Russia is Orthodox, okay? So don't get mad. Let's just talk about it, okay? And so from the Orthodox perspective, Rome got big for its britches. It told the other four patriarchies, you're going to submit to the Pope. They added some things to to the um, confession of faith that was formed at Nicaea. Actually, one thing, it's called the Philoque. It was over the Holy Spirit. You would you would be amazed at for how a thousand years Christians really got mad if you changed the smallest thing about they weren't all this easy breezy, let's wear jeans and drink Kool-Aid up up on stage. They were like, it was it was together. Anyone comes in with with some kind of deviation or innovation, it caused a mess. Now, they didn't have Twitter. So that mess may take, you know, 100 years to finally form as they realize this guy's teaching error, this guy's teaching error. So from the Orthodox perspective, Rome came in and they said, you're excommunicated to the other four patriarchies, right? And the other four said, "Uh, no, (laughs) you're excommunicated. See, Constantinople, the Eastern Church, and Rome, they were really the two major centers. Every, everything else kind of revolved around them. So when Rome fell away, according to the Orthodox, and became the Roman Catholic Church, full of apostasy and false teaching that most of you, when you say Catholic, that's what you think us Orthodox are, which if you actually knew what Orthodox taught and you read their teachings, you probably would agree if you were a Christian And here's where Russia comes in. So Orthodox, let's go back to Wikipedia. Orthodox Christian Constantinople's greatest mission outreach was to an area known as Kievian Rus. Kievian, Kiev, what they call Ukraine. That are now the states of Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus. There's the propaganda. Well, I mean, they're true. Now it's that, but it was all Russia back then. It was all Rus, all of it. It was one people. 
Christianity, Christianity was introduced into the Kievan Rus by Greek missionaries from the Byzantine Empire in the 9th century. And here's what happened. Let me see if I can find the date. All right. The Kievan Church was originally under the Patriarch Constantinople. But what happened, it was Vladimir the Great. I think his name was Vladimir the Great. So it was this great prince of Rus. As he was trying to determine, because back then, in monarchies, they actually dictated the fates of their people. He went and he said, what is the true worship of God? This was after the split with the Roman church. And he went to Constantinople and Vladimir worshipped in the Hagia Sophia, which is now a blasphemous Muslim mosque. And he said, truly, this is God. Truly, this is the true faith. And he converted his entire nation to Christianity under Constantinople. And then eventually, over decades and years, what happened is Russia achieved what was called autocephaly. They became their own independent church. And under many people's understanding, they actually kept the five patriarchal centers. They replaced Rome. So now, even today, after Rome left, the five patriarchal centers, as they've been since the beginning of Christian history, Antioch, where if you read the book Acts, it says we were first called Christians. I was baptized into the Antiochian church, the Syrian church. The five patriarchal centers are still Antioch, Rome, Greece now, Jerusalem, Alexandria is still a patriarchal center. And Russia. Russia plays a huge part in all of this. And so I encourage you to go read about the Mongols, about the 15th century Moscow Constantinople schism. That's where in the 15th century, Russia got autocephaly. That means they became their own independent Orthodox Church. There is no Ukraine in any of this history ever, ever. You will not find that word. You will not find that country. They were always part of the Holy Russian Empire. As a matter of fact, they called themselves the Fourth Rome for a thousand years. Tsar, T-S-A-R, the Roman Tsars, is Russian for Caesar. Like the Roman Caesar. They believed they were continuing that Christian empire. And then it goes into the 17th, blah, blah, blah. All right. So let's go to CIA propaganda. All right. So I'm just giving you the Wikipedia. So I want you to understand that for a thousand years, 
all the way until the early 1900s, Russia was known throughout the entire globe as the Holy Russian Christian Eastern Empire. There was no Ukraine. There were battles over that area with the Mongols, with the Cossacks, but actually the Cossacks came from Poland and they became fierce warriors for the Russian people. There's no Ukraine. So let's look at CIA. What does CIA say? All right, CIA, give us your propaganda. Let's check it out. CIA.gov, World Fat Book. Fact Book. Let's see if they say explore all countries, Ukraine, from the CIA, most evil institution on the earth besides the Mossad. Country flag, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Introduction, background. Ukraine was the center of the first Eastern Slavic state, Kievan Rus, which during 10th and 11th centuries was the largest and most powerful state in Europe. Complete and utter bullshit. Excuse my language, but it is. No, it was Russia. Kievan Rus was Russia. Then they talk about weakened by quarrels with Mongol invasions. Kievan Rus was incorporated to the Grand Duchy of Lithuania and really Polish Lithuania. No, see, that area of Kiev, because that's where the Russian people was baptized into the Orthodox faith. There was something about it being dedicated to God at that place. There was always a wrestling over that, right? So let's Let's keep going, though, because they tell a little bit of truth here. Despite continuous Muscovite pressure, so they're trying to act like Moscow was different than, than Kievan Rus, the Hetmanate managed to remain autonomous for well over 100 years. During the latter part of the 18th century, most Ukrainian ethnographic territory was absorbed by the Russian Empire. In other words, even in the 18th century, it was still Russia. They can't deny it because there's no historical documents that will support their propaganda. Following the collapse of Czarist Russia in 1917, Ukraine achieved a short-lived period of independence, 1917 to 20. That's a lie as well. What happened is the Bolsheviks took over Russia, they killed the Tsar, they overthrew the Christian Empire, like they're trying to do in America right now, and then they starved and murdered everybody in that Ukrainian Kiev area. And it wasn't the Russians, it wasn't the Holy Russian Christian Empire, it was the leftist Bolshevik communist that murdered Millions of these people. That's why they say, but was reconquered and endured a brutal Soviet rule that engineered two forced famines, which they acknowledge they were murdered by the leftist, in which over 8 million died. Mostly they were murdered by the leftists because they were peasants, they were Christians, they loved the Lord, and they had too much power. So the godless leftist Satanists killed them. And then what did they do after they killed them? So after World War II, German and Soviet armies were responsible for 7 to 8 million more deaths. No, it was the Germans. And that's where my family comes in. See, at that time period, 
after my great-grandfather was killed by the Bolsheviks, after they starved my family out, they kidnapped my family, who always called themselves Russians, and put my grandmother in a concentration camp. Just a second. Hey, I'm on my show. So let's keep going on CIA. Although Ukraine achieved independence in 1991 with the dissolution of the USSR. That's all you need to know. Ukraine as a country has not ever existed until 1991. Who was the president of the United States in 1991? Let me give you a hint. Skull and Bones. Head of the CIA. George Herbert Walker Bush, the Satanist. Who came after him? Clinton, the pedophile Satanist. And then the CIA goes through all the bullcrap where the CIA overthrew the pro-Russian Ukrainian government. Because here's the deal. Ukrainians have always seen themselves as part of greater Russia. Even when they tried to struggle for independence, their government was very pro-Russian. Their churches were still under the patriarch of, of Moscow, of Russia. Until... 2013 and 14, when the CIA overthrew their country. So let's get to that. I wasn't going to talk about the Cossacks because, you know, they always say, well, the Ukrainians were independent of the Cossacks. The Cossacks were a vicious Ukrainian area, Kievian area fighting force that actually came, they believe they're Turkish, Polish, and they were vicious, but they were very pro-Russian. They loved the Russian Tsar, and they fought against the leftist Bolsheviks with the Tsar. So here's something interesting. I'm, I'm going to show you, I, I managed to find these articles. These are fairly old. This one's called Four Things You Need to Know About the Cossacks Fighting Russians Opposition Groups. Okay? So when they try to say Ukrainians try to achieve independence with the Cossacks, it's it's a lie. Here they say this is May 18th, 2016, while the CIA was overthrowing, uh, actually because the Cossacks were opposed to the CIA overthrowing the Russians. He says, today's Cossacks are a far cry from their Tsarist era ancestors. They say Tsarist like it's a dirty word because they hate the holy Russian Christian empire. They hate that Russia was Christian. They hate that the Bolsheviks for a generation murdered 25 million Russians trying to abolish and, and destroy the, the Russian Orthodox Church and here today. This is really why the leftists hate Putin. The, the Russian Orthodox Church is in a revival like they've never seen. It's through the roof. Everybody's returning to the church. The property that the communists have stolen, Putin has given back to the church. And I'm not saying Putin is a hero. I, I don't see Putin as a hero any more than I see Trump as a hero. They're both very high-level, powerful politicians that could be dangerous or, or they could be a beneficial depending on whether or not they're going to serve the people or this satanic world economic form, Klaus Schwab, great reset criminal cartel. That that's, what's going to matter. 
But I just want to show you, even here in 2016, they were talking about how the Cossacks supported Tsarist-era Russia. And Cossacks was Ukraine area. I had some more about Cossacks. We're not going to go in there. About who are the Cossacks, I don't have time. When did Ukraine gain its independence? Here, let's go into some propaganda. This is the... Because uh, they admit it. They know Ukraine didn't exist till 1991. They know that the CIA developed it with other Western powers in order to become a NATO uh, influence to uh, attack Russia. It was always its purpose. It was developed after World War II by Western powers to get a NATO influence right on the border to fight the evil Russians, which at that time they were pretty damn evil. When the Bolsheviks and the leftists, the same kind of people that are teaching critical race theory, the same kind of people that are marching with Black Lives Matter and Antifa, the same people that are burning your cities, killed 25 million Russians, including my family. There's nothing heroic about them. They are horrible enemies of everything good. And until Americans get that, they're going to destroy your country too. My country too. All right. The sun. Independence under threat. When did Ukraine get its independence? Now, this is 2022, all right? I'm just going to read the beginning. Ukraine was once considered to be part of Russia. Yay. Thank you for admitting that, propagandist. However... After dissolution of the Soviet Union towards the end of the Cold War, Ukraine had a chance to be independent. What? There was never a, such a thing as Ukraine, so where did this Ukrainian ideology come into effect? As a result, on August 24, 1991, Ukraine was able to gain full independence. In other words, August 24, 1991 was when Western powers created the ideology of Ukraine built this false state, took advantage of the collapse of the communist, which I praise God they did. I hope and pray every communist in this world is destroyed, destroyed. Every leftist is chased every, out of every position of power that anyone that even smells like a communist is run out of this country because they are going to murder you and your children. Just study the history, man. Okay, so Ukraine, August 24th, 1991 is when it actually uh, became a, a state, if you want to call it that. But before that, it was always Russia. All right, let's do this. MSM. Total CIA mockingbird. And when I say that, understand. When I say mainstream media is CIA-controlled mockingbird media, I want you to go look up declassified CIA documents called Operation Mockingbird, where they say it's they're no longer doing that, but was actually an attempt of the CIA to take control over all the media to be used as American propaganda. It's called Operation Mockingbird. And, and do you think it ended? then you're a fool. Why do you think half the people on CNN, Anderson Cooper, 
okay? Part of a billionaire Vanderbilt family. CIA asset. Look at all the CIA intelligent operatives who are pundits, who are who are special guests, who are journalists. You, you think it's it's accidental that the CIA is all of a sudden your news source? Come on, man. As Joe Biden would say, come on, man. Garden Pop would not be happy. All right, let's go over here, Emerson. And I'm not trying to rail on you guys. I'm just so mad. Like, I've been seeing so much propaganda. And the only thing that's given me hope is, like, the, the, the small majority of people that are pushing this freedom for Ukraine garbage, um, <laughs> they have to turn off their comments because most people can actually just do a quick search and realize, oh, wow, the CIA overthrew Ukraine in 2014. They actually built neo-Nazi, real neo-Nazi nationalist organizations that actually burned alive like 30 pro-Russian government officials in a building and caused and, and threatened to murder the government of Ukraine to where they had to flee to Russia for help. And then the, the, the propagandist media try to say, well, then Russia took over Crimea. But that's not what happened. Go do the research. Crimea saw what the CIA did in Ukraine, and they panicked, and they called a national referendum and said, Russia, help us. We don't want the CIA to burn our country down like they did Ukraine. And the Western media still tells you that Russia annexed Crimea. They did not annex Crimea. Crimea said, help us because the CIA are evil. And they are. If you don't think the CIA is evil, you're part of the problem. They run drugs. They assassinate. They murder. They overthrow countries. They put in puppet dictators that murder millions of people. And if you don't believe that, either you haven't studied history and you're completely ignorant or you're part of it. Because anyone that studies the history of CIA, especially in South America, where they overthrew governments and murdered millions and millions of people, I tell you, this: the, the South Americans know the CIA are evil. The cartels know they're evil because the CIA helps traffic drugs with them. Oh, what? You don't think the CIA traffics drugs? Have you ever heard of the Iran-Contra affair where, you know, the CIA was bringing cocaine and trading weapons? Like, come on! Don't let them do this to you, America. Don't let them do this to your children. When did Ukraine gain independence? This is four days ago. Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has said Russian President Vladimir Putin is hell-bent on invading Ukraine and setting the clock back to the mid-1990s. <laughs> oh, no. Hell, I'd love to go back to 1990s. Smells like teen spirit. That was a beautiful time. Y'all know that. Like Generation X, we had the best music. The Seattle grunge scene. That was an innocent, beautiful time in American history. So even here, they say they're setting the clock back, what, 20 years? In other words, they admit Ukraine has been part of Russia their entire history until the CIA created them after the fall of. And I'll challenge you this. Any of you pro-CIA propagandists, 
show me historical documents, challenge me, debate me where Ukraine was ever independent or even trying to be independent from Russia, anything prior to 1990, show it, challenge me, get on this live stream with me, you won't find it, you're a liar and you know it and that's why no one will challenge me. They're just, this is what you're going to see when I put this out, guys. You may even see this in the comments. Let me check the comments. You're going to see, oh, it's Russian propaganda. Oh, that's Russian propaganda. Does Putin stand a chance against Klaus? That's a good question, Lynette. Because let me tell you something. This is the real reason they hate Putin. He refuses to join the NWO. Putin aligned himself in Syria with Assad, not because Assad's a busher and Putin is evil, because the United States of America built ISIS. All, all the ISIS, oh, ISIS, ISIS. America created ISIS. Obama did. And the funniest thing I've ever seen, about, I wish I would have got this um, I, this video before I started this. I have time. I was, it's been a long day. I've been in church with these Ukrainians and Russians. It's been crazy, but... Um, is it was like this, this almost like a live debate in the news where Putin just bombed the hell out of ISIS and it almost started a nuclear war. Obama was pissed and Obama came out and was demonizing Putin and Putin was like, what? I thought we were fighting terrorists. I bombed the terrorists. See, Putin knew the terrorist was America. O o Osama bin Laden Yeah, CIA. Al-Qaeda is a CIA-funded terrorist organization. ISIS, CIA-funded terrorist organization. And that's why they really hate Putin, because he never got into it. You know what I mean? He, he I don't know what happened with Putin. All right, don't, don't hate me for this. I still listen to Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones has a lot of great information I think he gets a little off kilter on some things, but um, I've been on his show. I've been in his documentaries. I, I love that man. Like 20 years ago when I was on his show, he wouldn't even talk about Jesus. Now all he does is talk about Jesus. He's awoke to the nature of the spiritual battle that we're, that we're in. You know what I mean? And um, like he gets this. And said on his show the other day that through his sources, which he has very high level intelligence sources that contact him, he's like, Putin has become a Christian. And I don't know if he has or not. I know this, that the, that the Russian Orthodox Church has not thrived in a hundred years as much as they have under Putin. And I'm not saying that because I'm pro-Putin. There have been people that have been killed by Putin. There has been... Uh, I don't even know how they got turned around. Oh, that's terrible lighting. All right, we're just going to leave that light alone. I don't know. I don't know that part of his intricate life, but I know this, that a large majority of, of the property that was seized by the communist, um, Putin returned to the church. He ordered monasteries be rebuilt. Why would he do that? I don't know. I don't know, but I know they're not doing that in America. They demonized Putin saying he was anti-LGBTQ. 
because he passed laws that homosexual activists would not uh, indoctrinate children. So because of that, he was demonized, or he's demonized, he's so evil. I can tell you this, Russians probably share your view in the majority that I've talked to, and I, I fellowship with them, I know them, I have people that live in Moscow that go back and forth from my church. They don't really trust Putin either, but they sure in the hell don't trust America. And they know that most, this is what the last Russian lady, when, when we were going through the Trump thing and, and there's this lady, she lives in Moscow. She's a wonderful woman. Her husband was actually an American. He teaches over there. I honestly think he was CIA because when I met him one day, only time in a year, like she was a real faithful Christian, but I met this guy and he looked at me and he shook my hand. He goes, you never know when you're going to need a friend in Russia. And I was like, whoa, CIA, get back off me. I'm trying to worship Jesus. I don't even know what that was. But he taught at some American school in, in Russia. But but I asked her, I said, okay, look, man, all this Russia, 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 everything. How do you feel? Because you got to watch this on the news. You got to watch Russia get demonized. I was like, you're an amazing human being. All you Russians that I know are amazing people. And she said, you know what I see, Raymond? She said, I went through collectivism and communism. I grew up in Moscow in the height of communism before the collapse. And she goes, that's what's happening to your country. You are being overtaken by communist leftists and you are also blind. The Russians feel sorry for us. Do you understand that? They look at what's happening in our country and they mourn and pray for you, America, because 25 million of their citizens were murdered by the same people that are trying to take over America. Hillary Clinton was a communist and the height of communism. Barack Obama was a communist. You know why they hate him so much is because they were trying to establish communism in America and then Putin overthrew it all in Russia. Gorbachev quit. Yeltsin was a pansy. Putin took over and then the Russian church exploded. Russian orthodoxy is a force in the world like it hasn't been since the Holy Russian Empire and they hate him for that because they had Russian empire beat. They had him murdered and enslaved. So understand that when you're like, oh, Russians, Russian, Russian, they're praying for you, America. They've already been through what you're about to go through. Okay. Yeah. So check this out. I looked at find your answer. Why did, uh, why did Russia starve Ukraine? So stupid. And whenever you look at older stuff, they'll be like, why did they start what's currently called Ukraine? Like they know the older you get, nobody ever talks about Ukraine. You go before 1990, there's no talking about Ukraine. They may say Kiev. They may say the area. Let's see. Let's see here. Why did Russia starved Ukraine? I don't know who wrote that, but you mean, why did they starve Ukraine? This is a Hakanush. When was this? March, 2020. So this was... Prior to the all Ukrainian propaganda, the combination of the elimination of kulaks, kulaks were the peasants, the Christian peasants in what is currently known as Ukraine, collectivization, 
which my Russian friend says what we're going through right now, and other repressive policies contributed to mass starvation in many parts of Soviet Ukraine and the death of at least 7 to 10 million peasants in 1930. See, Ukraine was actually the fertile area of communist Russia. So it was the leftist who hated the Christian peasants that starved and murdered. You'll see people talk about this. I've, I've seen them say in, in, in Facebook and all places, they're like, I, I don't, I don't trust. Let me see if I can find the name. I'm, I don't want to miss. I think it was called the, oh, what was it called? I think it was called the whole drum. Holdemor, the Holdemor famine. I, I seen Ukrainians talking about, I learned not to trust the government because of the Holdemor. And I told them, I said, uh, most Americans don't even know what you're talking about, man. They don't understand how evil leftists are. They don't understand how they starved and destroyed millions of your fellow Russians and then uh, annexed your country, called it something different, and then filled it full of pedophiles, Satanists, uh, child traffickers, and used it to launder you know, Western corrupt politicians money. I seen this, there was this other video. It said a nine minute segment from part two. You can go look this up. It was called Doug Valentine's. The CIA is organized crime. He said for 70 years, the CIA has been working to undermine and occupy Ukraine to bring down Russia using such things as paramilitaries, right wing Nazi groups, corrupt politicians, businessmen, coups and warfare in the eastern Ukraine region. Now, this was in 2000. He talked about what the New World Order was trying to do. Paul Craig Roberts was really big in exposing uh, 9-11 and the CIA connections to those incidents. But here's what he says. He says, two nuclear armed states could engage in a conventional war, but it would be a very strange war indeed. It would be simultaneously fought on two fronts, one on the ground, the other in big conference rooms. Also, this would not be a war with the U.S. as the U.S. is part of NATO. And by NATO rules, if you attack one, you attack them all. See, and this is a big deal. They were trying to push Ukraine to be part of NATO because they wanted NATO to be on the border of Russia. Now, understand this. And even if I'm pissing some of you off, I want you to understand this logic. If China, and we knew China did, overthrew Mexico, and we knew that Mexico was now a puppet regime of China, and they were putting missiles on our border, do you think we would just stand by and let that happen? Would you? It's absurd. When Russia put missiles in Cuba, it almost triggered nuclear war, right? So everyone that's not in America understands this is what's been going on. But actually, Ukraine's been holding off from joining NATO. And there's videos out there, you can go look them up, of Putin saying he tried to join NATO and they refused. Why? Because they want to destroy him. This is all engineered. This is why if you go look at George Soros's Twitter, look at who is supporting Ukraine right now. Leftist, you know, Barry, CIA, Obama, Biden, George Soros, everyone that is evil globalist 
are talking about you need to protect the borders of Ukraine while a million illegals funded by UN credit cards where they're giving money and phones to, to illegal immigrants are flooding the southern border of the United States of America. They're liars. They're liars. There was chatter about Joe Biden taking our border patrol to put on the border of Ukraine. Why? Well, because they're not doing any good here. Our border's wide open because they're intentionally trying to destroy America at the same time they're just trying to destroy Russia. So let's keep going. Also, this blah, blah, blah. This would not be a war with the U.S. as the U.S. is part of NATO. And by NATO rules, if you attack one, you attack them all. It would be NATO versus Russia. Maybe China jumping in. Oh, wow. He called this one many, many years ago, back in 2016. It would begin with a standoff. Did we see a standoff? Ukraine could be an example of the kind of situation that could result in a standoff. NATO is now making a high readiness force, which can be speedily deployed to combat threats around the world. I want you to look about this, about Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council. And here's where I want this all to click. You guys need to understand that the CIA overthrew Ukraine. They had a pro-Russian government. They funded neo-Nazis. Go go watch, uh, what's his name? Oh, he did JFK, Oliver Stone's documentary on it. He even interviewed uh, Putin. And even if you think it's Russian propaganda, just go look at the evidence. I think it's called Ukraine on Fire. And he did this years ago, right? Where the government that existed that was democratically elected, they had elections, and they had a pro-Russia government. They wanted they they were connected as people to Russia. They didn't want to be separate from Russia. They didn't want to be utilized against Russia. So the CIA staged a coup and they put a neo-Nazi pedophile Satanist. And then after they got into power, they took an actor. Zelensky was an actor, a comedian that the CIA, he actually played a role as, as a president of Ukraine. So they figured he played a role. He was in a big movie. We're going to actually make him the president. And then in comes Pelosi's kids, Kerry's kids, Biden's kids, and they're making millions and millions of dollars. They're laundering all of this money and drugs and weapons through Ukraine. So when Trump came in, that's why it caused such a stir. That's why they tried to impeach him over Ukraine because they knew they were about to be busted for what they did. That's why Ukraine is so important to these people. It's where they launder their money. It's where they get children to rape. There are corrupt politicians, children making $50,000 a month in Ukrainian companies. There, I could go on and on, guys. So check this out. Paul Craig Roberts, EU was a CIA creation to trigger war with Russia. I got so many more articles. I'm just going to read this one more. Modern diplomacy. This is an EU uh, paper, media, whatever you want to call it. But I want to read this to you. 
I want you to leave here and understand that prior to 1991, there was no Ukraine. It's always been the Holy Russian Empire. America has no claim on it. That it was actually created by CIA and Western forces at the collapse of Russia in order to to put NATO and forces right at the border of Russia to control and destroy Russia. There's always been plans to utilize Ukraine as a thorn in Russia's side. Unfortunately, all the people that were in power in Ukraine were pro-Russia. So finally, the CIA got sick of it in 2014 to 16. They overthrew the democratically elected government. They put their own people, U.S., CIA intelligence agencies put puppet governments in place in Ukraine so then they could start messing with Russia. And once Biden came to power, the weak, sick, pedophile man that he is, Putin said, I'm done. So no matter what you say about Putin, he understands the entire history, man. And most of the people that are there going, Ukraine, they just want to be free, have no idea about anything about Ukraine. Matter of fact, at church today, I was talking to this girl that's Ukrainian. Her her dad was actually born in a displaced person's camp, same area where my grandmother was was captive. And she was crying to me and she was talking about how Americans are so stupid and they don't get what's going on. And like... What you're seeing in the news is bullshit. I hate to use that word. I'm a Christian. I hate to curse in this, but it's bullshit. It's propaganda. Go talk to some Ukrainians. Go talk to some Russians. Go study some history. Don't let them suck you into this lie. They are trying to detract from you the fact that they murdered so many people, the Covidians. They're try- they were losing that battle. Don't let them get away with it. But see what they're doing. I warned people. I, I honestly, I didn't even vote the first time Donald Trump was elected to office. I said, Hillary Clinton's going to win. Go back, go back to when Trump won. But previous to that, when when Hillary was in the State Department and she was gearing up for war against Putin, that was always their plan. They have to take him out because he does not support the new world order. Even Rockefeller came out publicly and said, Putin resists us. We need to destroy him. So if you are supporting Ukraine, you are supporting George Soros. You are supporting these pedophiles. You are supporting corrupt Bidens and they're they're taking over countries and overthrowing democratically elected nations. You are supporting leftists and everything evil and wrong with this world. Now, I'm not saying that you have to support Putin. I already told you, I don't know about him. I put him on the same par as Trump. And that may hurt some people's feelings because y'all think Trump is the bee's knees. The Trump's connected with some crazy stuff and he's a billionaire. Okay. I listen to his words and I support everything he's doing right now, but he dropped a lot of balls and there's still people sitting in prison because of that man. He's the reason we have this vaccine in the first place. There's just a lot that don't make sense. His words are fine. 
some of the things he's done. He's, but, but it could be two evil groups fighting for dominance. It doesn't mean that, that we're supporting Putin. If we reject what's happening in Ukraine, it means we are educated, awake, aware people, and we will not be propagandized. We will not fall into this garbage anymore and that we're going to come after these people that are destroying our world. That's what we need to focus on. Not Ukraine, not Russia. We need to go after the Great Reset. We need to go after the Build Back Better. We need to go after the Covidians. We need to establish a world court, a Nuremberg II. There's, there's scientists already doing it, that they're crying out for an international criminal court. We need to put Bill Gates in that court, Fauci in that court, Biden in that court. We need to try them just like the world did Eichmann and the Nazis. And stop being distracted. Okay, modern diplomacy. This was June 4th, 2018. Ukraine propaganda. How and why the U.S. government perpetuated the 2014 coup in Ukraine by Eric, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, it's Z-U-E-S-S-E. Go look up this document before it disappears. He says, this will document that the new Cold War between the U.S. and Russia did not start as Western myth has it with Russia's involvement in the breakaway of Crimea and Donbass from Ukraine after Ukraine next door to Russia had suddenly turned rapidly hostile towards Russia in February of 2014. Ukraine's replacing its democratically elected neutralist but pro-Russia government in February 2014 by a rapidly anti-Russian government was a violent event which produced many corpses. It's presented in the West as having been a revolution instead of a coup. Same thing that's happening in America. But whatever it was, it was certainly generated the new Cold War, the economic sanctions and the NATO buildup on Russians' borders. And to know whether it was a coup or instead of a revolution is to know what actually started the new Cold War and why. Go read this document. It's almost 10 o'clock. It's been a two-hour show. I've said some hard things. Probably harder. I'm, I'm usually very cautious in my words uh, on this show to to honor my wife and and even today i'm going to reiterate that i am not a supporter of violent revolution or violence not telling people to arm up or go after their government i am uh, encouraging and demanding everyone all over the world for mass non-compliance to resist the new world order the great reset and to fight them with every breath of your being Now, however people do that, that's between you and God and your conscience, but we are not going to win this without suffering and a fight. See, and the founding fathers understood that. That's why they said we're either going to hang separately or we're going to hang together. They said either way, we're either going to win or we're not. And if we don't win, we're all going to die. And that's the point we're at in this world right now. They're building concentration camps in Australia. They just passed, while we're all distracted by Ukraine, a a vaccine passport legislation. They're still going forward. The Great Reset Antichrist system is not stopping. They're just creating situations to distract you while they take your freedoms and build your prison. 
to kill you and your kids and your future and your countries forever because they hate you and they want to make you a slave. And they've already done it over and over and over. Oh, yeah, here's another one. I didn't even read this one. This is Cora. I don't know if you ever go on Cora. Cora.com. And I want to let you know, this is the first time I'm going to do this. As soon as I get done with this podcast, I'm going to cut it and I'm going to put it on my Buzzsprout site. I've never done that. I, I usually have a delay for a few weeks. I have a bunch build up. So if I don't do a podcast, but I think this message is so important. I'm putting this one out tonight. Okay, and you are listening, listen to me, please. If you truly support what I'm doing, if you disagree with what I'm saying, let's talk about it right now before I get off, right? Let me go check messages again. Where the heck did I delete it? Uh, Oh, there it is. Okay, let me check my message again. Okay. So, if any of you disagree with what I'm saying, let's talk about it now. But the rest of you that are listening, see, see my, my thing's still showing nobody's listening. And, and I know that's not true. So, I know everyone that's hearing this, and when I promote this, Facebook is going to shut it down probably. If I squeak through the sensors, that'll be great. Oh, new messages. Let me see. They could use more prayers too. Yeah. Listen, Lena, I support the trucker convoy. I'm just telling you they're going to use a false flag against it. And unless people are willing to fill in the blanks and keep showing up when people get arrested and keep getting beat up, see, Canada's over. They lost. They exposed blackface Hitler, but they don't care. They're still in power. So they won. So until people are willing to, to that when people go to jail, they fill in the spot and then people go to jail and they fill in the spot. People get built, you know, until people are willing to put everything on the line, these events are not going to do anything, but give the government a list of people to go after and bank accounts to seize and homes to seize and people to arrest just like they did January 6th, period. So I'm saying Listen, support the truckers. Do do the best that you can. They're going to spin it as an insurrection. If you support it, you're going to be considered a criminal. Know that now. And be willing to embrace it. They may knock on my door for saying support it. But here's what I want to ask you guys. When I cut this tonight, I'm going to post it on Facebook. Help me spread this message. I'm not saying this because I want people to listen to my podcast. I'm saying this because there's so much propaganda. Just say, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. It's a lie. The CIA overthrew. Just keep putting it out there. Put it on your Facebook feeds, email it to people, put it on LinkedIn. I'm trying to live stream on LinkedIn right now. It could ruin my career, but I don't care anymore. Because we're going to lose everything if we're not willing to fight right now. They're going to escalate 
from Ukraine because it's failed. Just go look at social media. Nobody's buying their bullshit. The main groups and people that are supporting it and promoting it are people that are ignorant propagandists anyways. But most people are awake and they're like, whatever. They're the ones that when some picture comes out and they're like, this this poor family is saying goodbye to the, the husband as he goes and fights the Russians. And someone posts and they're like, dude, that's from a movie from 2014. The ghost of Kiev was a complete psyop from a video game. It never happened. There are still people out there talking about the ghost of Kiev and the first ace since World War II. It's complete and utter propaganda. It's a lie. Actually, there's a guy out there putting out posts about the ghost of Kiev. It was from uh it was actually from a video game. And there were shirts about the ghost of Kiev from this video game. And this ain't the first time these propagandists have used the ghost of Kiev hoax. You know how many people are still spreading that lies? So when I get this cut, get it out there and start fighting. If the minimum you can do is get the information out there to people, do it. Because I'm telling you, this is an escalation. They know they've lost the COVIDian battle. Now they're shifting to war. Now they're trying to get us in even a worse and and they're trying to get us to buy into to an enemy, to Putin as an enemy. And when that fails, I don't know what they're going to, but, but mark my words, all of you listening right now, if there's an attack on the electric grid or on the internet in the next few days or in the next few weeks, they're going to blame it on Russia, but they're going to be the ones that do it because they're losing control. And then once they eliminate your ability to communicate online with people, then the only ones that will have information control will be the propagandist. So know that I called this. So when it happens, those of you that you've shared this with, that you've talked to about this will go, oh my gosh, maybe he was right. All you have to do is go look all the chatter about potential Russian attack on, on the internet, potential Russian attack on, on our electric gate, potential blah, blah, blah. They're going to crash us, guys. And I'm going to keep doing shows until they do. And I'm going to keep encouraging Americans to fight and reminding that it's a spiritual war that you're being lied to, that our only hope is Jesus Christ. Our only hope is to get on our knees when you're done listening to this podcast is to get on your knees and say, God, direct me. Lord Jesus Christ, guide me. What can I do in my community? What can I do in my church? What can I do for my country? How can I fight these evil people? And you sit there and pray until the peace of God comes over you and clarity comes over you. Then you get up and you fight. And you fight how God directs you to fight. We are all that we have, guys. So there's other ones I had. I'm done. I don't see anybody arguing with me in the comments. And uh, like I said, 
and I'm going to put this out there at the end of this as well. If there is any scholar, CIA expert, government official, pastor, professor, anyone wants to debate me on what I've brought up in this podcast, I challenge you to a public live feed debate about these issues. Let's do it. Come expose me. Come prove I'm Russian propaganda. Hell, my dad couldn't even couldn't even get a secret clearance when he was in the Navy because his grandma was Russian, but she was from Kiev. It wasn't called Ukraine. She was Russian. I'm not saying that Putin has a right to do what he has done. I'm saying that he's one world leader that is not sold out to these evil demons. There was another one, as far as I could tell, and his name was Trump. Now, that can backfire. We always remember that Hitler was a German nationalist fighting communists. Same scripts going on here right now, guys. Hitler started out arresting communists. Hitler blamed communists for for burning down the Reichstag and why he suspended the German constitution. So don't think nationalism is the answer. Don't think Trump's going to come in. I mean, when Antifa talks about fascism, they are correct. Right-wing extremism, otherwise known as fascism, i.e. Adolf Hitler, is just as bad as left-wing dictatorships, i.e. Lenin. They are both extremes of politics that cause nothing but death. But I'll tell you this much. My wife's like, you're going to regret Supporting Trump. And she could be right. She's very intuitive, very prophetic. And I tell her, I said, I'm, I'm trying to be careful, babe. But I'm not going to judge people on what they haven't done. And there's nothing that Trump has said or done that I can say, I don't, I don't support that. I don't trust that. Now, if at any point in time he starts going in a direction that I think is alarming, I will be on this microphone in these podcasts screaming to everybody to pay attention. That's why I'm called the last day's emergency broadcast. We are in the last days. This is an emergency and this is the broadcast. So please pay attention. Share this video. Join me next week on the last day emergency broadcast.